I'd like to welcome you back to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are in Arizona 501c3, a nonprofit prayer ministry. We are a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry that serves the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel Faith Church over in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as right here from the Worldwide Broadcast Studio here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. We're now, now broadcasting to over 31 different countries and providences around the world. So wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice, I want to welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. I'm Pastor Davenport, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. Uh, as uh, summer ends and, and fall and winter begins, we are once again uh, kicking off our uh human kindness campaign uh, for winter. We're asking for special donations. Uh, if you can go at the end of our broadcast and you can look on, on uh, uh, ways that you can uh, donate. Uh, we take what you send us, uh, those special donations, and we purchase sleeping bags, tents, coats, uh, tarps, jackets, uh, for our homeless and with that we like I said we we provide homeless bags which are filled with toothbrushes razors toothpaste shampoos combs brush uh, brushes bars of soap washing cloths uh, towels and feminine hygiene products for our women's bags as well as razors and shaving cream for our men's bags uh, that goes a long ways to help uh, those that are homeless along the uh, the river so if you can help, uh, give, give give some prayer about it to the Lord and, and ask what you can do. Uh, you know, whatever you can do, uh, dollars, five, ten, whatever, whatever you can do to help this ministry stay afloat. We we certainly appreciate it and God will bless you for it. Uh, this morning, uh, we're up in the air, whether I'm going to make it to, to a church over in Ashford, a, a gospel of faith tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm recording this on Saturday. Uh, Judy is in the hospital as I speak. Um, she got to where she couldn't move her neck. Uh, she's still having, she's had a, a UTI infection for going on months and months now. And we're not, we're worried about her kidneys as well as mine, but uh, she just got to where she can't hardly move. So we sent her to the hospital this morning. So we need prayer for her. Uh, so as we begin this morning, I ask you uh, to join us in prayer. I know that Brother Al has her on the prayer list, but uh, it's getting it's getting kind of critical for her. She can't hardly move, and uh, she's she's uh, we're we're pretty worried. So we're going to put her heavily in the in the Lord's hands this morning. In the book of James, the book of James, chapter five, uh, verse. 13, if you would turn your Bibles with me to the book of James, chapter 5, verse 13. Is any among you afflicted? Let them pray. Is any merry? Let them sing psalms. Verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith, the prayer of faith, shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise them up 
and if we have committed sins, they shall be forgiven them. Praise Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning on this broadcast asking you to heal Judy, our sister in Christ. Uh, it is written that the, the, the power of prayer of the, and, and faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. And if they have committed sins, Lord, you will forgive them. We let go of all unforgiveness, resentment, anger, and bad feelings toward anyone. We forgive them and ask that they would forgive us. We repent of our sin, that Lord, you would forgive us as we pray for Sister Judy this morning. Lord, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and I and I and we desire to be in good health. And we desire, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would come upon Judy from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. And we seek truth and will be set free. That Judy, too, as we pray for ourselves, we pray for her, both spiritually and naturally. We know, Lord God, you brought us, you bought us at a price. For the wages of sin was death, but the gift of God through the Lord Jesus Christ, you paid the price. And we desire to glorify you in our spirit and in our body. Now we know that Sister Judy lives for Jesus. And we pray, Father, we pray, Lord God, and thank you for sending your word to heal Judy and deliver her from all the sickness that is within her body. We ask that you would be with her, touch her, heal her. In Jesus' name we pray this morning. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. And if I might add to this, the church is having a, a, uh, a special get-together barbecue after service uh, tomorrow. And I just ask Lord God that that you would just touch that and and bring new folks to that and and let them come and and fellowship with the church and 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 let them take a look at the church and see that the church is a loving church and that together that they would be able to find the love of God there and wish to come and and, and be a part of Gospel of Faith Church we ask this today in Jesus name amen and amen Well, praise the Lord. Um, I'm going to ask that you have prayer for me, too, because I don't normally drive. Um, but I'm going to try, um, depending on how Judy comes, um, what, the, what the doctors say at the hospital today, whether I'll drive over um, for church tomorrow. Um, tomorrow is supposed to be my last Sunday there. So I'm going to, uh, for a while anyway, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to... Uh, because Bob has to work and Judy's in the hospital, um, depending on what goes on, whether I'll make it over. If not, they're going to be listening to the, they'll, they'll, they'll do it over broadcast. But so depending on how that works and how the Lord um, directs me, uh, whether I'll be in church uh, there at Gospel of Faith Church um, tomorrow. Today, I want to start a, a, a message. Um, you know, <laughs> 
I was listening to uh, I was listening to uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, Christian Channel and and um, they were they were singing in three-part harmony. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I began to, you know, just kind of listen to the music, get into the music. I was singing along with the music, and I thought, you know what? Wouldn't it be wonderful if the churches of today would work like singing that music? If, if the churches of today would be in three-part harmony like the church, the original church, of yesteryears, the beginning church. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if all church communities were in three-part harmony? So today I'm going to start by by the first part of the three-part harmony being in togetherness. The church, the church is a community of people working together. Amen. So. Let me start by doing that because I don't know if there's people that are listening to the broadcast that are just tuning in. So let me introduce myself. My name is Pastor Davenport. I'm senior pastor at Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as here on Spiritual Awareness Broadcast, linking nearly 10,000 Christians together in 31 different countries and provinces around the world. Today, and for um, the last few weeks, I've been going back and forth uh, to church, um, and I, I really want to to get your mindset on a community, a church community in three part harmony. Um, you've all listened to choirs and and you've listened to quartets uh, singing in three part harmony, so. Over the last few weeks, I, I've been uh, re reading in the book of Acts, and especially in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. And these verses talk about how the first church operated. And And if I, if I was to give anyone homework, whether it's on the broadcast or over at Gospel of Faith Church, I believe I would say, read through the book of Acts. The Bible tells me that the first church, well before I get into that, Let's lift our Bibles towards the Lord in heaven. And if you will please repeat after me, you should have your Bibles with you. I said the first time I went over to the church, uh, I'll be preaching the next few Sundays. Please bring your church, your, your Bible with you to church. Um, get on the bookcase or under the coffee table or wherever you last saw your Bible and blow the dust off of it. So let's lift them to heaven with me, if you would, and repeat after me. This is my Bible. That's it. Repeat it right after me. This is the Bible. It is the infallible word of God. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I will boldly confess my sins and repent. Turn away from that sin. My mind is now alert. My heart is receptive. My body prepared for God's service. I confess I will never be the same. Our memory verse for this week comes to us from the book of James, 
verse 13. Is there any among you sick? Let them pray. Verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. You may take your seats if you're in church, and if not, then uh, those of you at home just kind of follow along. Now continuing. Devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching, breaking bread, and praying together. Verse 42. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, breaking bread, and praying together. You know, when we had Gospel of Faith Church before, we always had the breaking of bread. Now, granted, in today's world, we can't have a potluck every week, but at least a couple times a month, we should be breaking bread together as a church family, as a community. And I believe that we should be inviting other churches to come maybe once a month and break bread with us, and we vice versa. So in verse 43, it says, Many, many miraculous things happened in the early church. People sold their things so they could help others in need. They met in the temple and each other's homes to pray, to learn, to eat with each other. And the Lord added daily. I love this part. The Lord added daily to the growth of the church. Verse 47. Now as I, as I was reading this over and over. I, I really began to ask myself. Is there a church today. That has all of this happening in its church. And then it really came closer to home when I began to think, is Gospel of Faith Church like this? Is it or is it not? And then I I, I kind of had to scratch my head and, and, and say, why not? There was a struggle in my mind and in my heart about what the church really is and what it really does. To be totally open with you my struggle with these verses is simply this can the 21st century church be like the first century church do we have what it takes now i'm sure you have your own ideas about what the church is when you think of church what do you think about maybe you think about <laughs> When you were a kid and your mom dragging you out of the bed on Sunday morning and making you bathe and getting you dressed. Getting you dressed in some uncomfortable clothes. Combing your hair. Maybe you think about people who acted one way on Sunday and then you another way the rest of the week when you saw them in town. Because of this, you made up your mind that the church people were hypocrites. Maybe you think of a place where you see friends you haven't seen all week. There are millions of different things, positive and negative, that people think about when they think about church. Well, hopefully, when you think of Gospel of Faith Church, those thoughts are positive now. In the end, we will think about what we want to think about this church.
But what does God think about today's modern church? Let's look at Acts chapter 2, verse 44. In Acts chapter 2, verse 44, it says, All believers, say that with me, all believers were together, say it with me, were together and had everything in common. You see, the congregation were all together and they were in one accord, the Bible says. They were in agreement and they had everything in common. So let's turn to Acts chapter 2, verse 44, and read it together. Acts chapter 2, verse 44. I'll give you a minute. Acts. Two, verse 44. Acts 2, verse 44. Okay, ready? Let's read it together. All believers were together and had everything in common. When God thinks about the church, I believe he thinks about this verse. Look at it again. All believers were together, say together, together and had everything in common. The church then is a community of people that are working together. Not one person, not two people, not three people working together, but the entire church community are working together. One translation of this verse simply says, and all believers were in wonderful harmony working together. Now you cannot have harmony in a song with just one voice. In order to have harmony, you have to have at least two voices. But some of the best harmony comes when you blend three voices together. At least three. So I ask Brother Bob to research, to tell me about three-part harmony. And he said something absolutely wonderful. Three-part harmony is basically yet complete. Is, is basic yet complete. What a, what a, what a beautiful sound when, when they can blend three voices blending absolutely together to create a sound that makes angels jealous. When the soprano, the alto, and the tenor parts are perfectly combined as if there is just one voice that is singing. It's wonderful. It's awesome. Yet, at the same time, it is so simple. Folks, when the church is working Together in harmony, there is nothing more beautiful in the world. So I want you to imagine today that the first voice of the church is the word of God all blended together. Maybe this could be our alto. Remember what the scripture says. All believers work together. Now think about where we are in scripture, Acts 2. Acts chapter 2 is the birth of the church at Pentecost, where 120 were filled with the Holy Spirit in that upper room. 
just a few verses earlier in the same chapter, <coughs> Peter had preached the first revival to the thousands of people who had gathered together in Jerusalem for a Jewish religious holiday. <coughs> Excuse me. When Peter finished preaching, many were cut to the heart and they asked what they should do. What should I do to be saved? They, they asked Peter. And he outlined the plan of salvation. And it wasn't, it wasn't so hard they couldn't understand. He outlined the plan of salvation. Repent and be baptized. And be filled with the Holy Spirit. Chapter 2, verse 38. And that day, about 3,000 people were added to the church. Glory to God. How hard is that? It's three-part harmony. Three-part harmony. Peter said, repent, be baptized, number two, and be filled with the Spirit. And 3,000 were added to the church. Now, a few years later, excuse me, a, three, a few verses later, we see those 3,000 becoming the church and living out their newfound faith. And they were listening and acting upon the teachings of the apostles. Everyone was filled with awe and wonder because the miracles and the signs and wonders were happening all around them. And they, the believers and the apostles, were together. They were together in faith. They were together in the love of God. So in a real sense, this verse simply means they were in the same place in Jerusalem, but I think it also tells us about their attitude. Sure, they were in the same place, but they also had everything in common. Together, they were witnessing the beginning of the movement that would bring down the Roman Empire, that would change the face of the world. And, and, <laughs> and why would it do this? Because the believers were all together, not only physically, but also spiritually. You see, God's idea of a church is a community of believers who are all working together. Not one person, not two people, not three people, but the entire congregation working together as one in the love of Christ. Glory to God. What power, what supernatural power God gives when a congregation begins to work as one in the love of Christ. Somebody lift your hands to heaven and shout, Amen. Can you give God praise and glory this day? Hallelujah. Working together. Hallelujah. Working together for a common goal. Working together for a common purpose, working together so our brothers and our sisters in Christ can be blessed, working together to tell this city, this surrounding areas about Jesus Christ. Like a family, the church prays together. Like a family, work, worships together. Like a family, they encourage together, love together, build together, weeps together, laughs together. Why? 
because together we are better. Say it with me. Because together we are better. Together we are stronger than we are apart. We need each other. And the, the world needs us to be together now more than ever before. Somebody say amen. Somebody out there shout amen. I mean, have you seen the condition of the world today? The Bible speaks of the one world order and it's coming to pass. We need church. We need to be together in one accord, in one agreement. You might be saying, Pastor, all that sounds good, but, but where do I fit in? I'm not an apostle. I'm not a preacher. How do I help keep the church together? Well, let me turn that around a little bit and ask you, where are you at your walk, in your walk with Christ today? I know you're in the building, but what I mean, what I mean to say is, where do you see yourself fitting into the church? Which voice do you want to be in this three-part harmony? You might think, I'm, you know, I'm just a teenager. What do I have to offer? I'm just a kid. What can I do? How would I help the church be together? Well, I would say to you, add so much value to our church. Our teens, our kids bring energy and, and a freshman to our, uh, freshness to our church services. You help us to come together in our worship services and praise because you are usually the first ones to, to jump to your feet moving for Jesus. Some have asked me why we, we reach out to so many kids. Let me tell you, Sister Grace and I spoke the other day and she said, you know, I said to someone recently, when I came here, there was only three, maybe four people in the church. And now we started out, we've got like almost 20 kids. And then the, the adults started coming. And now we, we're a congregation of 20, 25, 30, sometimes more. What would Gospel of Faith Church look like if we had no children in attendance? I can tell you, because we went for years without kids. The thought of not having our little ones here horrifies me. We know what that looks like. We went years without little ones. And now they help us as a church to see the world differently. We should never send them out to learn about Jesus without sending them out with encouragement of applause. They need us together because in them we see what our future looks like. Glory to God. They are the future of Gospel of Faith Church. And we praise them for coming to learn about the Lord. You go. Go. And ladies, keep us together with your wisdom and your strength. Some of you face terrible odds sometimes just to get to the house of God. But yet you come. And I praise you for coming. I praise you, ladies, for coming every week. You are such an inspiration to all of us to keep living for God and pressing forward. Even in the face of all the adverse, ad adversity, you inspire us, ladies. To those of you who are with us at worship services today, who are not yet believers, who help us be together 
It is because of those who do not yet know Jesus that Gospel of Faith Church exists. And for those of you that are homebound, we need you tuning in each week to spiritual awareness and supporting that ministry who are so important to us together, supporting us in this prayer ministry and the purpose of telling you about the good news of Jesus Christ, and it keeps us doing what we do. You are so important to us as prayer warriors that we were able to call you and put someone on the prayer list, that you keep that prayer chain going. Our homebound members of our church are so important to us. Can you imagine what kind of impact we could have on the greater Juniper Woods, Ash Fork, and the surrounding areas, and really around the world with our broadcast ministry as well, if we could become like the church we read of in the Bible? Last week, we had a great breakthrough. Last week, I watched as the church worked together to bless each other. It didn't happen during the worship. Neither did it happen during the preaching. But I saw a picture of the church working together after Sunday service was over. I saw the ladies planning for this barbecue. I saw men planning on how to fix up the outbuildings that have been neglected for so long. These are new members who have, have seen the need and who work together reacting to the call of God. I saw people sitting together at tables talking and laughing together. My heart was overwhelmed. Imagine a church that worked together like that in, in everything that, that they do. Picture a church where members were so concerned about the needs of others they were willing to, to sell something so that one hurting could be helped. Visualize a community where believers are sold out to the word of God and willing to let it rule every part of their daily lives. Praise God. Let your mind see the photo of a church working together in three-part harmony to make a difference in the lives of the poor, homeless, and orphaned. Picture a community of people working together to reach out to those who have never heard the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. When God sees the church, I believe he wants to see the picture of a community that is working together. Now let that vision sink into your spirit and let you, your vision be that of the Gospel of Faith Church. Now in that picture, I want you to look for where you are. Where are you in that picture? Where are you in that photo? Helping, serving, reaching and caring? Or are you not in that picture at all? If not, why not? Why not? Every single person that we can reach for the Lord is welcome at Gospel of Faith Church. I don't care what you are. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in Jesus' sight. I don't care. Whether you're a lesbian or, or, or bi or gay or trans, I don't care. Whether you're Muslim, I don't care what you may be. If you are seeking the, 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 the Lord Jesus Christ, come. Now is the time to come to Gospel of Faith Church. We are open. The doors are slung open by the arms of Christ 
and you are welcome. You are welcomed to come just as you are. I'm asking you today to make a three-month commitment to one of our ministry teams. You're saying, well, I didn't know we had any teams. I'm making them today. Young, old team, men, women, everyone. There are things Gospel of Faith Church needs your help with so we can be together as one in Christ. Please don't wait for me to come and ask you personally. Let God put you in the picture today. Children's activity time. They need three or four people to rotate weeks as, as to not miss church. Hospitality. They need three or four people to meet at the front door and greet people as they come into the church. I know people don't like to come through the front doors. They like to come through the side doors. All right, put one at the front door and one at the, uh, at the side door coming into the sanctuary and greet every single person as they come in. We need people that, that uh, help with sound, people that help with the choir. We need people, uh, uh, we need five or six people on the tidy up uh, after church. Poor Grace does that, her and Marty. You know, Grace stays late every Sunday to tidy up. We need help. People come in, they listen to the sermon, they go home. And they leave tidying up to one or two people. We need your help. Be a part of this three-part harmony. Be a part of this family of God. See Sister Grace and sign up for one of these. Hospitality, tidy up, be a part of this great ministry. You can get in on the ground floor, if you will. Gospel of Faith Church has been there for many, many years. But right now, it's a brand new ministry starting. Get in on the ground floor. Next Sunday, I'm going to be broad, uh, uh, recording on part two of the three-part harmony. It's going to be on giving. The church is a giving community. Motiv motivated, yeah, there's a word, motivated by love. Do you have the love for Christ? I'm not talking about tithing. I'm not talking about donation of money. I'm talking about a donation of love to the church, being a part of that great giving that Christ gives to you. Be a part of this three-part harmony. Be a part of something greater than yourselves. Be a part of the love of Christ. Now, before I close, would you just join me one more time? Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would just put your hands, just let, may you touch Judy from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, Lord God, for thy are 
Thou art the healing God. We know that if she could touch just a thread of your garment, she would be healed, Lord God. Lord, she is she is your child, Lord. And she goes so far out of her way to help anyone, anyone, Lord. She's constantly going out to help the homeless. She's constantly reaching out to those in need. And Father, I pray now that she this is her hour of need. We've anointed her, and we ask, Lord God, that you would touch her now. Heal. Heal her, Lord God, of her iniquity. Heal her now of that which is suffering. I ask, Lord God, that you would just... <laughs> the Roman soldier said, you don't have to go to my house to heal my servant. By the authority of your word, just say the word, Lord Jesus, and my servant would be healed. I too know, Lord, that all you need to do is say the word, and Sister Judy would be healed just by the authority of your word. I pray now, Lord Jesus, that you would just say the word, be healed. Be healed. In Jesus' name we pray together in one accord. Be healed by the power of Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back once again. God bless you all.